Can you hear me? Yay. I'm ready. Okay, I'm going to tell you a story to start with. A few years ago, I was sitting looking after this venue in this big Christian place and um, it was like a prayer venue we were playing soft music we were watching people move around the various prayer stations and it was all lovely and calm and great and then a lady came into the venue and she was quite upset in fact she was crying quite loudly so I turned the music up a little so give her some space and not disturb the other people you know how you have to and be very kind of diplomatic um, in the process Um, she cried even louder and quite passionately so I turned the music up even louder (laughs) and eventually I decided I'd better go over and ask her if I could help or pray or something. Um, She was a refugee and she'd lost all her family in the war, the whole of it. I prayed a very humble prayer that God would help her find her family and she left so that was kind of okay. Um, The next day she was back (laughs) and the same crying and praying out to God quite loudly. I went over to pray with her straight away this time. Um, But she was happy. She'd heard a talk um, at a good Christian place, which was lovely, about how Jesus welcomes us into his family and we kind of take on his DNA, a bit like James and Alyssa have done today. They've been welcomed into Jesus's family. This helped her massively and she felt like she'd gained family. So that was good. The next day, She appeared again, still crying, and laughing a little bit at the same time. She'd found there were, in the middle of this event, there was a big place where all these charity stalls were. She had found in the marketplace of this event, she'd seen the compassion stand, which if you ask Sarah, who's singing today, she um, works for compassion, and um, they help children in places where there's nothing to get sponsorship, to get through school, to get through uni, to get through life. And um, my new friend had seen um, on the compassion stand a member of her family. She'd seen a nephew. And um, so that little prayer that I prayed that God would help her find family now that she was in the UK, she actually found an actual family member. Isn't that crazy? Because you see, when God welcomes us into his family, he doesn't just welcome you and leave you on the doorstep to sort your life out and watch on. Um, He invites you in and if you let him, he'll actually get stuck in and help you with the big and tiny details of your life. So the story today was the prodigal son, wasn't it? Anybody listen? Yeah, Yeah, you heard it. And we know this story, it's quite well known to us in church, isn't it? We know this story quite well. Sometimes the story is so well known that we kind of lose the detail, so we're going to go into the detail a little bit. I'm going to need some help. Um, I'm going to need a father and a son. I'm not sure if anybody, they don't have to be dads and they don't have to be boys. Anybody fancy helping me do this thing? Where's my bag? There's my bag of goodies. Not money. Ezra, are you going to be the son? Come on then, can you, can you stand on this step here? We're kind of aware that there's an open pool behind us. Anybody want to be a father? It doesn't have to be a dad. Tom, come on. Perfect for the role. Yes, I can see it. He looks like a very dignified father, doesn't he? Fathers were very dignified back then. 
very, very dignified. And your son had come to you, you know, he'd been your son all his life, obviously. Um, he'd come to you and he said, do you know what, Dad, I want to move on. I want to get my own life sorted. He said, I, w I, I want my inheritance so I can do that, because I've got no money and you're going to have to give it to me. So, um, can I have my inheritance now? Can you say that to your dad? He's great, isn't he? Yeah. Well, how do you feel about that? A bit sad? A bit sad, but, yeah. you know, if it's what you want. Yeah. So he was a good father, like Tom's a good father, and he said, if it's what you want, I'm going to let you have it. So you're going to give him his money. One, two, three, all four pieces. That's, gonna, that's your whole inheritance, Hezra. That's what he was saving for when maybe later in life, when he'd maybe died or, you know, some other time, or whenever. Or a car, maybe. Yeah, well, yeah, deposit for a house, that kind of thing. Yeah. So he gave him the money and the son went. He went that way. And he, he went looking to spend all his money. So he went down the aisle and he looked for a... a First of all, he, he knew he liked games, so he looked for some games. Has anybody got a picture of games on the pew? Buy them, Jim. Could you hold it up? Ezra, I think you need to go and buy those games off, Jim. Can you give him one coin? Cool. Jim's got the games. Ezra paid for them. There was a, quite a big part of his yeah, inheritance to pay for those games. He took the games. And then he thought, you know what, I need some toys. I like toys. They, you know. I don't know, what kind of toys do you like? Cars? Do you like cars, Tom? Yeah? Yeah? yeah. Cool. So he went, he went off looking for toys. Has anybody got a picture of toys on their pew? There is one. Somewhere near Nigel, I think. Oh, no. It's, it's Dave at the back. Ezra, run to Dave. Go, go, far. He went far away, and he went getting these toys and these games. And then he thought, do you know what? I'm a bit peckish. Has anybody got a picture? Give, yeah, hand over the money. Has anybody got a picture of food? Ooh, look what Charles has got. Look what Charles has got. Charles has got a lovely picture of food. Oh yeah, I'll buy that food. Great big burger, looks really nice. And then he was like, yeah, and there's drink, isn't there? I'm gonna get some drinks, I need some squash to keep me going. Um, I think on the, on the front row down here, there's nobody, but there is a picture of some drinks. Can you run? Can you run fast? Go down there. Yes, marvelous. And he got his drinks on the front row just there. Keep going, keep going. He's got it, he's got it. Yay, leave the money. And then run far, far away, right to the back of the church, way, way, way from your father, doing all these things. He'd spent all of his money by this time. And uh, it had run out. And um, he had to get some more money somehow, so he had to start doing dirty jobs. And it says in the Bible that he had to do feeding pigs. Oh, it was horrible, isn't it? really horrible. So give your, give your good things away to Judy and see if she's got a dirty coat for you to wear. Yeah, she has. She's good. She's prepped. She's there. He, had to, he hated it so much he decided to go back to his father because he just thought, his father's got slaves. I'll just be one of those. I'll be a slave. At least I get to sleep in a bed. I get a shower and I get food all given to me. So he was getting ready to walk the long, long way back home dragging his tired feet, looking at the floor, feeling very ashamed. And he'd just stay there. He'd stay there. He just got in sight of the home, of home. And guess where his dad was? If you're a parent, you'll probably be there too. Always looking. When they leave home, you're always looking to see when they're going to come back. Check in Facebook. Check in thing. If they, if they said they're coming this way, sometimes they just show up and there's no sign. You're looking down the road really far. Can you see him? 
So the father was looking the whole time. And before the son saw him, the father saw the son. Because he was waiting and watching. And Jesus said that the father ran to the son. We just think, yeah, that's normal. You'd run. But in these days, it wasn't normal. The Jews listening to this, would have found this fun, wouldn't have found this funny or touching. In fact, they would have felt nothing but shame for the father. Because dignified men don't run, don't you know? That was beneath them. And Jesus tells them that this father runs towards his son, who had not only taken things from him, but disgraced him by living a crazy life too. I think, I think there has to come back. That was too dignified, Tom. He has to run in like an undignified way. Imagine you're Caroline and you're at the wrong terminal for your plane coming home from Portugal last week. And you have to get to the right terminal just in time to catch it. You're sweaty. Just give me a minute. Running. It was hard. It was tough. Yeah. yeah. Run. You've got to run undignified. 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 Yay. See you son. That was brilliant. Yay. That was me. See, the, the father doesn't care what other people think. He's got him. He doesn't care what other people think of him. He just wants his son back, doesn't he? When he sees you make the decision to give yourself to him, he's so happy. He runs towards you. You don't even have to get there. He just sees you turn around towards him. So that's just what God's doing today for James and Alyssa. He's seen them turn to him, and it's awesome, and he's so happy. You know, many people struggle with faith because they don't believe that God is that keen on meeting them. Maybe because of where they've been in their life or what they've done, I don't know. They think that God keeps the score of all they have done. And he'll treat them in a manner that equals to what they've done. Is that true? No, not true. Let's hear it really loud. Not true! Again, not true! He does not keep a score. When we turn to God, he offers us a fresh start every single day. In the story, the father called for the best robe to be brought out. I think we've got a best robe. Here we go. This wasn't just a good robe that he wanted to put on his son. This means in that culture that he's restoring him to his original position, as if he had never left home. So he's not getting just something a little bit to cover him up. He's getting something that means status. He is now the son again, like he's never been away. He's got a ring, a very special ring. The ring represents authority. He puts a ring and a robe on his son, doesn't he? It was used as a, to sign documents, a ring was. Like, you know those old wax things? That was the ring. He puts his ring on his son. He will put us in charge of his planet. That's how we know we need to look after the planet. Fair trade fortnight, hint. It's what God has given us to care for. And then there's the shoes. There's shoes here somewhere. He needs shoes. Because when his son ran towards him, he had no shoes on because he couldn't afford shoes. And also slaves don't wear shoes. But the very fact that um, his father had given him shoes, it makes him equal. And that whole thing that Jesus was saying in that story... He's saying we're going to be equal to him. We're not going to be like, you know, in the depths of heaven somewhere trying to survive. We're going to be sitting at the right-hand side of Jesus, with, God, with Jesus next to God. So, it was such a good, good, 
good thing that he came back, that we had a party. I looked for streamers but couldn't find any. Anybody want to blow a party thing? Come on, James. There was a big party, Alyssa. Edie, is this going to be a good idea? Yeah. Anybody else want to blow one? Hannah wants to blow one. Anybody else? Come on, Damaga. You would. I've got two left. Does Sumto want to come? There's another one down there. Come on. One left. You can blow them. It's a party. Look like it's a party. It's a party. It's definitely a party. There would never have been a party for this kind of situation back then in those days. Not at all. They would have maybe, if he'd done that much disgrace to his father, they might have taken him out. I've got to run out. Sorry, Jack. <laughs> have a flag. Have a flag or a, or a ribbon. Wave a ribbon. Fabulous. So this guy who'd done all this disgracing, all this bad stuff to his father, was welcomed home. The fatty calf was being fattened the whole time for when he get, got home. That You don't fatten a calf in an afternoon. You're fattening that calf for a special occasion. And he knew that his boy would be back. So, okay, that's brilliant. I think we'll go back to our seats and see what happens with the tutors. You never know. You can keep it if you want to. He doesn't want to. So, we're gonna have a moment to think about what's the impact of this story to us. All of us here on earth, we're the sun in the story. We're the ones who are lost. Whether we believe it or not, there's nothing we can do that will stop God from wanting to welcome us into his family or stop him from waiting for us. So what should we do with this information? If we want to, we can just accept it, like Alyssa and James. We can get baptised and commit to Jesus if we're not baptised already and walk boldly into every day knowing the story of love and grace and forgiveness and salvation that we have been given by God. We've been restored through his forgiveness, restored with a new robe. Just like the father restored the son. So we're going to have a quiet moment now. We're going to go straight into prayers. The music team are going to play a lovely song over us. It's on the projector. It's on the screen. We're going to play a lovely song on the screen. And we're going to set up three bowls of water. So I don't know if the bowls could be pulled forwards. And if you think you'd like to, some of the children, I've asked three there, um, are going to spoon some water into your hands ever so COVID friendly like, um, <laughs> because we don't want anybody catching something. And this will be like an act on your part of commitment to Jesus. So if you'd like to, as we play this song, come in and offer your hands to these children to be sprinkled. We can, do, we can do it for ourselves, can't we? We can do these things for ourselves, but maybe there's someone on your heart that um, is having a hard time and could do with a bit more Jesus in their lives. Come and do it for them. Or maybe in your classroom or workplace, you need a bit more of Jesus in your school, generally, or I don't know. 
Maybe it's a part of your town that needs Jesus that you know. Um, I know for sure I'm praying for the leaders of the world to be committed to Jesus, the peaceful parts and the parts at war. And I'm also praying today for those who lost people in the earthquake to find the peace and love and restoration they need for their families and their friends. We know Jesus can do this for them. So as this song starts, if you'd like to, come forward and commit to Jesus in a fresh and new way. Amen.